What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means. Sometimes it's another edition of Curveballs and Shirts. It's your boy, Brandon Tanguma. Not sitting more than six feet away from me is not my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson, because he's being a little simp right now. He's all booked up. Him and the studio audience apparently have a lovely day planned. And since we're best friends, I do have his location at all times because I have to make sure I know where he is at all times. And uh, currently he is at home right now. So he was really busy. Unfortunately, he couldn't make time for you guys for the podcast, but don't sweat it. We have a replacement. Well, no one can really replace Dominic. We have someone sitting in Dominic's chair, and that is someone who you hear every week right here on this podcast feed for Points and Doinks, the host of the World Famous Commissioner's Corner, Tyler Gunderson of Trapdoor to Hell. Tyler, how are you doing today? I don't know what's happening. I I can't hear anything right now, but I think you could hear me. So that's a good that's a good thing. What's going on, pal? Oh well, I'm doing just great. This is off to a fantastic start. Tyler can't hear me. I can hear Tyler. He's using his AirPods. Apparently, his AirPods microphone doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. Tyler, can you hear me now? No. This is a fantastic. This is off to a great start okay after a quick little commercial break we're back tyler can hear me he can talk to you guys so tyler oh my god how are you doing today well now i was doing good and then that happened and and now i feel like dominic at least i'm giving people a taste of dominic you know even even when he's gone he's still with us you know sometimes he unplugs Um, his microphone but you're here that's all that matters i i am Little, a little was, last second, so that's why maybe the audio quality isn't all that great, but it's fine. It's fine. Yes, so, was, was not expecting to do a podcast. Don't have my uh, normal normal stuff, so we're just kind of winging a prayer here, winging a prayer. So it's going to be a little shorter episode. We're just going to do our NFL preview. We're going to do some listener questions. We have a lot of listener questions this week, and then we're going to preview full gear, so we'll probably be in and out in around an hour or so. Let's start off with the NFL preview, other, otherwise known as? No? No, I'm not going to do okay, it. I can't he, steal his gimmick. All right, you can't it. steal the gimmicks. But I just can't. It, it, it would hurt me too much to do that to Dominic. All right. He so might never just, talk to me again if I did it. Probably. I mean, he definitely doesn't listen to this. So, Well, it's early enough. He might still listen to it, but he's not going to listen to the whole thing. So. Now, it's kind of like a YouTube video. You got to save, you know, your ex- explicitives for the first few minutes. And then once you get to the middle, it's fine. Just let it go. Oh, yeah. True. True, 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 true. So first we have the Thursday night game. The Dolphins beat the Baltimore Ravens 22 to 10. Uh, Dolphins beat the Texans last week. Their defense put it together. Took it over to Thursday Lock down the Ravens. Tyler, what the hell is going on in the AFC? No one's good. Everyone uh, loses to everybody. Every, yeah, it's just, it's the Wild West out there, dog. You know, everybody, there's no telling who's going to beat who. There's no, there's no like, oh, this is a mortal lock. Everybody, you know, no confirmed wins. Like the Bills play the Jets this week. I don't even know who, who's going to walk out of that with, with a win. It's wild. It's wild out there. But um, I've heard talks that the Ravens are frauds. I just want to be on record. Ravens are not frauds. That's they, what some people maybe on this podcast feed, not this podcast, but this podcast feed says. Yes. Um, 
I just want to put it out there. They they game plan for Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett was supposed to play this game. You don't expect Tua to come in and Tua puts up numbers, man. That's that's just what happens. Two completely different quarterbacks. What is going on with the Miami Dolphins quarterback situation? They you, you said it. They start Jacoby Brissett. Oh, that means Tua's hurt, but no, he's active. He comes in when Brissett seemingly blows his knee out, but then he doesn't blow his knee out. He's perfectly fine walking on the sidelines. I mean, what is going on with this QB situation? They thought they were going to trade Tua. They don't trade Tua. I mean, is Tua just trying out I mean, for another team at this point? Is, is Brian Flores just fucking with everybody right now? Is he just like, hey, we're, this is what we're going to do. Jacoby Brissett, fake like you blew out your knee so we get Tua in this goddamn game. I don't know. Um, I... Like, I don't know why they wouldn't just stick with Tua because he's putting up pretty good numbers. They just need to build a little bit better around him, I think, is, is the big issue with the Dolphins. But who knows? The, the, the franchise in itself is just a clusterfuck. Yeah, so going over to the Ravens, I agree with you. I wouldn't say they're like frauds. I don't know what you would determine them to be frauds because – I mean, I go back to like, there's a meme that Mina Kimes posts and she kind of revisits all the time. It's like the dude with the butterfly and it's like any AFC team. Is this, is this team good? And I mean, I agree. I don't know what is going on with the AFC. Everyone just loses to everybody. We got the Bills losing to the Jaguars. We got the Ravens losing to the Dolphins. Cats are playing with dogs, Tyler. I mean, if all all I'm saying is if you're going to call the Ravens frauds, then you better be able to call the Bills frauds because... Ravens are six and three. Bills are five and three. Bills just lost to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is a much worse team than the Dolphins. Hey, Jacksonville's so, won their last two out of three. They're on fire right now. So, so have the Dolphins. Exactly. They're both on fire. They're both on fire. Both in Fuego. So let's get over to the picks. I know Tyler definitely knows because he listens to the podcast every single week. He listened last week. He knows that now we're doing the spreads instead of just picking who we think is going to win because. He makes more things interesting, especially this week. We have a lot of big numbers put up on the lines this week. So uh, very hard, I would say, to kind of determine who we like in each game. But let's kick off with those red hot Jacksonville Jaguars. They travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are favored by ten and a half at home coming off of that Thursday night win. So they're a little bit rested. Tyler, do the Colts beat that ass against the red hot Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yes, but do they beat them by 10 and a half? No shot. Jacksonville is going to play this game tight. The Colt, the Colts have been, they've been pretty good of late, which is scary at the beginning of the year. It was kind of like, Oh, the Colts, they're a little wishy-washy. You know, Carson Wentz has been playing very good of late, which again, Scary when you go up against Jacksonville. I think this could be an easy trap game. I would take Jacksonville plus 10 and a half in this one. Yeah, I like what I've been seeing from the Colts. Yeah, you know, they kind of made the Jets, you know, they, they made it close late Thursday night, but for the most part, the, the Colts have been playing very good this week. And I mean, they're at home. I can see them beating the Jacks, the Jaguars by by 10 points. Yes. You know, the Jags lock were able to lock down the Bills. I don't think that was just a crazy game. Also, Manning cast curse definitely is a real thing. So, I mean, I'm going with the Colts. 
I haven't really planned this out, so I don't know how many of those big-time favorites I'm going with, but uh, it's still Jacksonville. It's still Urban Meyer in the chop house. Colts will cover this game. Uh, then one of the closer ones, pretty much one of the only close ones, we have the New England Patriots hosting the Cleveland Browns. Patriots favored by two and a half here. Uh, big story, Nick Chubb is not going to play. He has COVID. Uh, he is not going to be activated in time for this game. So it's the Dearness Johnson show once again. Uh, he balled out on that Thursday night game. He gets another shot against a, a solid New England defense. Doesn't exactly scare you too, too much. But uh, the Browns are still underdogs by two and a half points. Tyler, I think you uh, might be going with the underdogs in this one. Uh, well, j- before I get started with my pick, I do want it on record. I haven't been able to talk about it to anybody besides like you and Dominic. Uh, I am 11 and one of my last 12 picks. I'm red hot right now. And uh, who, who listens to you and then bets that that one loss? Uh, yes. She, she decides to take one of my bets, put it into his parlay and then get the loss off of it. And it happened to be the one that I've lost in, in the last three weeks. So that was just a little preface there. I mean, we're the both out there, we're both hot at this time. Yes. I've done my last three parlays I've hit on. So, I mean, we know what we're talking about here. I mean, surprisingly, I don't know what's going on, but we know what we're doing. Um, So with that being said, the fact that the Browns are underdogs going into this game, I understand it's at Foxborough and I understand Nick Chubb and most of the running back room is out because of COVID-19. Dearness Johnson showed up against a pretty damn good rush defense with the uh denver broncos and like you said the patriots defense is not that good hasn't really shown very much so i like cleveland i like plus two and a half if we were doing money lines i would take the money line in this as well but that's a whole different thing this is this isn't a betting podcast um i mean it could be and then obj like obj is gone you've you've got you freed yourself of the toxicity I mean, I mean we, this, we saw last week he get rid of OBJ and that defense is just unstoppable. All I want to say is I said it last year. I said it on Trapdoor to Hell last year and I got hate for it that OBJ might be the problem. You know, the Browns looked so much better last year when OBJ went out with injury. But it's like, oh, you can't say that. It's OBJ. I mean, come on now. He's a, he, it's tough. It's, it's, it's hard to say, but somebody's got to say it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Not not really the part of him, you know, being toxic and things like that. But I, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from. I, you know, on points and doing, because I keep saying he's overrated. If he didn't make that one catch, people don't really care. You look at yes. his stats these past two years. It's just not the same. Now we'll get into his prospects in LA in a little bit, but um, th- this team is not based on throwing the ball. They want to run it. They want to play hard nose defense. And Dearness Johnson showed AAF legend that mm-hmm. he could do it. Uh, I agree with you. I do think the, the Browns will win this game outright, but don't sleep on the Patriots. I mean, they're playing very well at this point. The bills lose last week. Don't sleep on the Patriots. They might make a, a comeback. They might win this division right now. Do you have any faith in the Patriots or is it just them kind of playing you know, a little lackluster schedule, just taking advantage of that. I, I think it's a little bit of it. Well, before, so before I get into that, I do want to say maybe toxic wasn't the right word because OBJ is a person, he's a perfectly, you know, decent person, I'm sure. But I just mean on a, on the football field, he, he demands a lot of targets because apparently he was just running like his own routes. He wasn't even listening to the playbook. Yeah. You know, allegedly. So, 
allegedly, allegedly. Um, but with the Patriots, um, I, I do think Mac Jones is starting to, to get a little bit more uh, NFL, you know, prepared. I, I don't know the word, the, the, the right word to use there, but he's, he's starting to find his way in, in the NFL and he's starting to make less and less rookie mistakes. And I think they're starting to figure out like how to win games with what they have. And they're not trying to, they're not trying to sit there and go, Oh, you know, we have to play the same style that we played when we had Brady. You just can't do it. Or when we had Cam Newton, you just can't do it. Um, you have to play with what you got. So I, I think, I think it's a little bit of both kind of, like you said, uh, the schedule has been pretty easy for them as well, but they're not a bad team by any means. Yeah. Point total here is at 45. I think that one's a little interesting. It's a little lower than some of the other ones. We saw the Browns put up a bunch of points against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the over in this one, mainly because I think the Browns are going to put up a lot of points. Do you, do you like the over in this one as well? Do you think it's going to be a little low scoring? This one I think is set like perfect. That's the problem with these like mid to forties with, with teams like this is it could literally go any way. The the Patriots have shown, shown the ability to go out and put up 20 to 30 points. If Mac Jones is having a really good day and the Browns have obviously shown that same, that same uh, level of talent, but at the same time, these defenses are, are pretty solid to where I can see this being a, a 30 point total really low scoring affair it's this one's tough to judge all right let's move on over to the atlanta falcons traveling to jerry world to take on the dallas cowboys cowboys are favored by seven and a half points despite absolute choking against the denver broncos last week uh, i told you guys last week i it was a lock my lock was to take the falcons over the saints and i also took the point totals and, and it paid out. So you guys should have listened to me on that one. Tyler Falcons, red hot. They're a playoff team, even though they're at 500. Do the Falcons make this a game at seven and a half points? Oh, geez. Do they I, have a shot at winning? I'm sorry. I wasn't even, I, I wasn't even listening. I just got an alert on my phone, and it was, it, it was a fantasy. Fo- it, it relates to football, but it doesn't relate to the Falcons and the Cowboys. I'm sorry for, for kind of doing this. It said uh, Robert Woods has been downgraded to out, but he's still in your lineup. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Open up Twitter, Adam Schefter. On the same day the team signed Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods has torn his ACL. Oof, tough look. Tough son look. Of, son of a bitch, man. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that, cheese. Um, well, I don't even want, to, want you to repeat yourself because I know you were going on a good tangent there. Cowboys um, minus seven and a half against the Falcons. Is is that what you're what you're taking there? I just think, I think these guys always kind of play each other tough. I mean, we saw it last year where the Falcons came out and and outright beat the Cowboys. Um, it's tough. It's really tough. But I I do think Dallas has upgraded their team enough to where I think they can win by at least a touchdown. So I'd say I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'd take the Cowboys minus seven and a half. Well, you're not with me because I'm taking the Falcons in this one. I think the you Falcons are going to keep it close. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say the Cowboys are done after that one loss. Uh, you know, it was probably a little bit of a trap game. Hopefully, you know, we get some watermelon smashing from McCarthy. But I think the Falcons will be able to keep this close. 54 is the total. I could see this one being a little more high scoring. 
Uh, but uh, we shall see on this one. Then we have another ginormous line here. We got the New York Jets hosting the Buffalo Bills Battle of New York. We got the Jets being home dogs by 13 points. Mike White is going to start this game, Tyler. Are we hammering down on oh. the Jets at plus 13? Oh, buddy. I've I've never taken a bet so quick in my life I would take that plus 13. Especially with Mike White starting. He showed such potential. He looks so good. I mean, he's had time to let that hand heal. I'm sure he's fine. And Buffalo, I think Buffalo is going to come out and play hard because they want to, you know, after losing to Jacksonville last week, they want to come out and assert some dominance. But I just think the I think the Jets are just going to hang in right there with them. And it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games where it's like, what the fuck is going on with the Buffalo Bills? Why why are they why they lose last week to Jacksonville and and why are they you know within five five points of of the Jets? So I, I agree. This is way too many points. I mean, if I can get like if if it even moves up even more to the. Uh, Jets at 14 and a half. I mean, absolutely. I think they're going to, pl- I mean, they play teams tough at home. We've seen that they've beaten the Titans. Uh, they've beaten, Oh my God. Who that? They beat another like solid. They beat the, come on, Tyler, help me out here. What's the other solid who, team. They, they beat at the home. Jets beat? Um, they beat the Titans son, and son they beat the Bengals. They beat the Bengals, the Bengals at home. Sorry, 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 Mr. X to uh, open up old wounds, but I, I mean, they play <laughs> tough at home and this is at home. I do think the Jets will be able to cover in this game. Still think the Bills uh, will get somewhat back on track, but how how low would the spread have to be for you to to stop taking it? Because I'm sitting there. I'm I going, think once it gets under ten, that's when I kind of start. I mean, definitely under seven. Under ten is kind of like you know, my, okay, it's kind of where I'm, I'm at. I was sitting here going plus twelve. I'd still take it. Plus ten. I'd still take it. I got I got myself all the way down to like plus six and a half, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd I'd probably go there. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's how wild this has gotten for me. I just don't trust the Jets defense to that, you know, that much to to have it less than a touchdown. But at 13, I mean, I think especially like garbage time, if they are down by like whatever, 18, 21 points, I could see, you know, Mike White is leading a or Josh Johnson leading a garbage time uh, cover. It's winning drive. Isn't it insane? that they've had two backup quarterbacks come into that system and actually look decent. And then they have fucking um, Zach Wilson go in and he just looks like trash. I'm sorry for anybody out there who listened to my take that I thought Zach Wilson was going to be uh, within the top three, <laughs> within the top three of this year's draft class. Cause it's just not happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm not watching too much of BYU football, but I never really understood why he was going number two to the jets, but yeah. Maybe it's a good thing you went to the Jets because we don't get Mac Jones or Justin Fields sucking with the Jets. It's just Zach Wilson. Who cares? It's just Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, then we get the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by minus two and a half. Another one of those closer games. Totals at 44. Um, I, I do like me some Titans. I think this might be my, my lock. The Titans at minus two and a half here. Uh, so I don't understand why are they using Trevor Simeon? Why, like, all last year when when Drew Brees got hurt, you went to Taysom Hill. It was like, it's the Taysom Hill show. We're not going to put in our king, Jameis Winston, for some reason. And then this year, Jameis Winston goes out, and they're like, you know what? 
Trevor Simeon's our guy, even though Taysom Hill got it done last year. He, he won football games for you. So I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I am in agreement. I really like Tennessee minus two and a half. I think they're starting to turn things around uh, at the right time. And I think that that uh, running back room is pretty solid. It's it, 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 it just reminded me of the, of the Oakland A's of Moneyball. You know, you lose Jason Giambi, you build them up with three, three guys. Yeah, and especially with having Kamara out, their main weapon, I think it's going to be hard for this Saints team to, to put up a lot of points. Uh, really good win from the Titans last week over the Rams. Kind of, I don't want to say a fluke, but it was just kind of weird that the offense didn't really have to do too much. The defense was just so dominant. And if that defense can do that to the Rams at home, I think they can definitely do it to Trevor Simeon uh, in Nashville. But going back to your point with the Saints quarterbacks, yeah, I don't know what's going on. We talked about it a little bit on points and doinks where, I mean, Taysom Hill, there was one drive where the, you know, the Saints are trying to come back. Taysom Hill comes in. He, you know, sh- you know, leads him down the field like 20, 30 yards. They put in Trevor Simeon. And then the sack fumble happens. And the whole talk was Taysom Hill, uh, Jameis Winston. Maybe it's the concussion and they didn't, you know, the game plan was too much for him to kind of take in in a couple of days, but still looking like the Trevor Simeon show for some reason. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know what's going on over there, but I would rather have Jameis Winston in a walking boot than Trevor Simeon as my quarterback. I mean, we saw the video, him dancing on one leg. That motherfucker was dancing. That motherfucker. Okay, was dancing with the torn ACL. Exactly. Goat. Goat. Maybe there's uh, some hope for Robert Woodstyler. Then we get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Washington to take on the football team. We got another big home dogs here. The uh, football team getting nine and a half against the defending Super Bowl champs. Both teams on a bye, so they've had two weeks to prepare for this matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't think Fitzmagic still isn't back yet. Curtis Samuel still isn't back yet. So Tampa Bay minus nine and a half, I think, is another one, kind of like the Titans where it's like I think that's pretty much a guarantee. The football team's uh, defense has just been so bad, and that offense hasn't really added anything else to it. So, yeah, Tampa Bay minus nine and a half. Got some yard work going on outside, Tyler? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's been going on since 8 o'clock this morning, so damn, just kind of rolling with the punches. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, 9.5 is a lot of points, but I definitely can see the you know Buccaneers coming out and just shoving it down the football team's throats by more than 10 points. Um, fantasy football-wise, I do like J.D. McKissick in this, in this game because Antonio Gibson is only the running back, you know, the running, running back for them. Uh, McKissick is probably going to get a lot of play in uh, the passing game, but I mean, what do you like JD McKissick more than you like um, Mark Ingram as the lead back in, in New Orleans? Um, if I've, I need to, I need to go back and see what Daryl Henderson put up against the Titans. But I mean, I, I without the Camara out, I do think maybe Mark Ingram is a better play just because he's going to be there for the entire game. He's not just one set of the uh of the offense so i guess i would probably take mark ingram over jd mckissick why is someone debating that in their fantasy league tyler i i did it yesterday i dropped jd mckissick and i picked up um, i picked up mark ingram so that's why i put that out there okay i'm, okay. I'm struggling in that league that's that it's tough 
it's okay. Uh, so yeah, we're both going with the uh, Buccaneers here at minus nine and a half. Then we another big spread with the Detroit Lions traveling to Heinz Field to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Lions getting eight and a half. We have a low total here, 42 and a half. Maybe a little sneaky shootout at, at 43 points. But uh, Tyler, do the Lions get it done off a of bye week, get their first dub at on the road against the Steelers? Absolutely not. Damn. But they absolutely cover this eight and a half spread, though. This is what I love. I love not having to pick out right anymore. It's just spreads because I think Detroit plays it tight. And I think, and you kind of gave an over under for an earlier game. I think this is, like you said, sneaky shootout. I think, I think it, it gets going. I think they fucking, they hammer that fo- that 42 and a half with ease. Eight, eight and a half is a lot of points both ways. Too many points. I, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not, it's almost kind of like you, you asked me about like how much would it take for me not to take the jets? I mean, this is kind of the same area. I, the, the Steelers did not look all that great last week, but I do think the bears are a better team, obviously than the, the lions are offensively, defensively and all the, all that stuff. But I, I mean, I, I think the I think the Steelers just come out. They, they get it done. It might not be pretty. I think the Lions are going to be covering for most of this game. And, you know, late score makes it 10, 14 points. So a little, little, little statement win with a backdoor cover. Yep. That, that'd be brutal. Little, that little heartbreak. Be brutal. Uh, so moving on, we get the Minnesota Vikings traveling to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers favored by three points here. Um, Vikings are kind of the Chargers of this year. They are always in these tight games. They're always losing. Now the Chargers are always in these tight games, but they're winning. The odds makers have this a close one at minus three in favor of the Chargers. Tyler, what do you see in this one? This is this has been weird because for some reason, Minnesota's like the defense isn't good, but they've been locking up quarterbacks. And Justin Herbert has had some struggles this year. So oh man, the point the point spread is just way too tight. It's going to come down to kickers, and I just think, fuck, man. Fuck it, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota plus three. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that bet. Just I, I hesitated a little bit because of the whole, I don't know where Dalvin Cook's headspace is going to be with all the allegations and stuff going on around him, if he's going to be, you know, 100% into this game. And that's kind of the game changer there is, is if you can get a – a fully hundred percent in Dalvin cook, then you could easily win this game. But without him, the chargers look good. So Vikings plus three Dalvin cook has a pretty good game. Chargers run defense is not great. So if Dalvin cook is anything like Dalvin cook, uh, Vikings can definitely control this game. Um, I like the chargers. I, I could honestly see this being a push. If it stays at three, I can see the chargers winning by three, mm-hmm. but um I mean, it's a tough one. Yeah, Chargers aren't like playing super duper great. I mean, they got the win against the Eagles. It wasn't pretty. Uh, you know, had that ugly loss against the uh, Patriots a few weeks back. But uh, at home against the Vikings defense, I think will be had. And, you know, Justin Herbert, I, I mean, I think he'll, he'll light it up. Um, I expect a big bounce back for Mike Williams and Keenan Allen continuing to uh, take up a lot of targets. But I got the, I got the uh, Chargers at minus three here. Uh, then 
we get to the Carolina Panthers traveling to Glendale to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Tyler, do we have any health updates on the the big stars in Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins at this point? Do you know? Uh, off, off the top of my head, I have no clue. Um, I could give it a look, though, I'm sure. Because um, he did – I know Kyler got ruled out, what, last second last week? Yep. Am, I, am, am I correct about that? And DeAndre Hopkins also missed last week. Um, he's questionable. He's going to be a game di- game time decision for uh, Kyler Murray. I mean, it don't matter. <laughs> they got Colt McCoy, Texas legend, starting yeah. for them. They absolutely butt-fucked the San Francisco 49ers last week in Santa Clara. Uh, Cardinals getting or uh, favored by 10.5 points in this one. The big story everyone's talking about. Cam coming home, re-signs with the Panthers. Cam Probably not going to play in this game, but it's a fun little storyline. Tyler, any thoughts on Cam uh, coming in with Sam Darnold uh, shoulder injury? I believe out for a, a long time. I think he, I think he got put on IR, so if, at least three weeks. Um, I think I saw four to six. So four to six, four to like six, that. most likely. Um, yeah, I like, I like the signing. I, I, it, it's a good fit for him. Under, I think a, a better head. I like Matt Rule a little bit better than. Uh, Ron Rivera for at least his Carolina team. But at the same time, I love me some fucking PJ Walker too. So I'm excited to see him play this week. Plus 10 and a half. PJ Walker has enough excitement to that that garners 10 points right there. So I think they can cover this spread. Um, but I'm excited to see what they could do with with Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, and they have some pretty good, uh, a lot better offensive weapons than what Cam was left with. So, if he can, if he could show any, any signs of being what he once was, or even just you know, a, a little bit less than what he was, I think they could do good things. Yeah, Chris McCaffrey played a, a fair amount last week. Not exactly turned loose, but I would expect him to you know get a lot more share in this one. Uh, point totals at 44. This is kind of your mid 40s, as you said. Do you have that much faith in PJ Walker to not only cover, but also, you know, stay right there with if it has to be a shootout? See, I have the confidence in PJ Walker. It's do I have the confidence in the Arizona Cardinals to actually push, if it is Kyler, push Kyler that much to where they want to score that much? Or do, are they going to let James Conner just kind of eat clock most of the time, just stay just enough ahead, you know? Um, so I would I would think 44 in Arizona. Ah, shit, that's tough. Fuck it, I'm not going to root against points. I would take the over. I think I think they let shit Except loose. for when it's the Vikings and the, the Ravens. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Viking, every time I see any score update from a Viking game, it's like 12 to 10, 12 to 15. And I'm like, ah, oh, they don't score points over there. It just so happened that the Vikings Ravens happened to go for like 70 points. Yeah, just Joe, missed the points <laughs> by 20. It's okay. <laughs> That's uh, I like the Cardinals. Um, I think no, I'm not going to say no matter which one, cause obviously Kyler's a big upgrade, but we saw what Colt McCoy and, the, uh, the Cardinals were able to do last week. I think that might be more bad 49ers than exactly good Cardinals, which, you know, we'll talk about the 49ers in a little bit, but uh, 10 and a half points at home. I mean, I can see them, you know, 13, 14 points in this one as well. I, I do like the point total. I do like the over. 
Uh, I think PJ Walker is going to give a nice little revitalization to uh, this offense, like Chris McCaffrey cook. And uh, speaking of cook, you know, James Connor, I think uh, he is a, a nice revelation over their contract year. Do you see, uh, you know, this is kind of more f- in the future, but do you see James Connor kind of being, you know, a lead back somewhere and kind of, you know, proving himself this year to kind of, you know, after, you know, having a bunch of injuries in, in Pittsburgh to go somewhere else or stay in Arizona and be the guy. Or is this uh, just kind I, of a fluke? I, I don't think it's a fluke. I think he does have uh, the talent, but I think he does stay in Arizona and I think he stay. I think he's found a good fit in that system. And I think he's, um, I think they pay him good enough to, to stay that, that number two, that one, two punch with Chase Edmonds, because I think Chase Edmonds still has a lot of talent himself. So I, I think he stays put. Okay. Okay. Then uh, the marquee game in the afternoon slate, we get the Seattle Seagulls traveling to Lambeau field to take on the green Bay Packers Packers favored by three and a half at the moment. Uh, obviously the Aaron Rodgers COVID situation is still up in the air. Uh, he has to be activated. I don't know when the exact timetable is, but sometime Today by, by 4 PM Eastern or West coast. Eastern. Okay. Eastern. So, in three hours, we will know the status of this, but we're not three hours from now, so we're going to have to nope. speculate. Uh, Russ will be back. He will play in this one. Chris Carson will not. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, still up in the air. Tyler, is that the focal point of you know of who you're taking in this game? All right, so I'm going to do a little little thing here. So we have we're going to do two recordings here and just insert whichever. All right, this is the this is the bit in which Aaron Rodgers plays. Uh, Seattle plus three and a half because COVID is really gonna gonna affect him. All right, here's the bit in which Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Seattle plus three and a half because Russ is back. Either way, you're taking Seattle plus three and a half. Another one of those kind of locks. I think Russell Wilson comes back with a vengeance. He wants to he he sees he sees the Rams kind of bulking up over there in the West. He sees the Cardinals. You know they're they're doing they're doing the thing, but they've shown that they can get beat. Um, and I think he wants to he wants to be a contender, and I think he shows up this game and he puts a hurting on on the Green Bay Packers. I'm much more wishy washy if Aaron Rodgers is playing. Yes, COVID is a thing, and uh, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Hard to bet against him, especially with all the controversy going on. He's just a petty son of a bitch. That if he, he is. is healthy healthy enough. He just wants to come out there and light it up in three points, you know, against the a Seattle defense. that isn't all that great. Um, you know, Russ's finger, who knows what his throwing ability will be, but uh, at three and a half with Rogers, I'm definitely taking the Packers. Rogers isn't there. And Jordan love is under center. We saw him struggle against a, a not so great Kansas city defense. Um, so I would take Seattle if Rogers isn't playing. So I'm going to play both sides of the fence here but I'm much more confident in uh, the Packers covering if uh, Rogers is uh, there. Rogers is a petty bitch, but COVID man, COVID's just as petty. Let's never forget. Never. Let's never forget how, how petty COVID is. Uh, then we get the closest spread. I believe on the night we get the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos Broncos coming off that big win against the Cowboys. They are favored the Broncos. It is by one and a half. Eagles tough loss against the Chargers, uh, more of a pick 'em. Who are you picking in this one? This is this is tough. Uh, like I, 
I really, I really don't know. Denver has been so like, you know, they, they started off three and Oh, they looked hot. It was like, Oh shit, they're going to be serious. Then they just fell apart. Teddy Bridgewater comes back. I thought, Oh, maybe it was, it was the Teddy two gloves effect when he came back, he didn't look so hot. So I, I really, I really don't know. I'll take Denver minus one and a half just because of the, uh, the atmosphere out there, the altitude, everything going on in Denver. Um, so De- Denver minus one and a half, but this it's, it's going to be an ugly game. I think real ugly. Yeah. I was just going to say 45 and a half is the total. I could see this just being a, a oh. grind out, you know, 30, 20 point spread, something where like nothing is happening. Hammer uh, the under. I, I, I like, I like the, uh, the Eagles, you know, I see the value in them. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's kind of coming around. Um, I, 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 I like what they're going over there. You know, the running game, even though Miles Sanders isn't there, they're running the ball better than they ever have. I don't know what's up with that, but I had one and a half, you know, I'm over pick them. So I'm just going to take the straight money line. I'm going with the Eagles. I think they, uh, they get it done in that high atmosphere. And both of us are hammering the under. This is going to be an Absolutely. ugly, ugly game. I don't even know what the weather is, but um Maybe it's snowing. I don't know. I, I can't uh, wait till uh, tomorrow comes and I wake up and I just go, fuck it. I'm going to throw all my picks into a parlay and just see what happens. And it's all going to hit. It's and it's all, all going to hit. Gonna I'm going to walk away a, a thousand air or millionaire, however much it, it pays out. Uh, then we got the primetime games. We get Sunday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Las Vegas to take on the uh, Raiders Raiders are home dogs at two and a half points uh, rematch of the Sunday night game a few weeks or a few last year where the, the Chiefs stormed down the field Kelsey scores the game winning touchdown but that's not the same Chiefs anymore Tyler nope. do the Raiders have a shot beat the Chiefs at home in prime time oh I I absolutely think so um, I think the the acquisition of Deshaun Jackson for the Raiders is going to be a told big. You, told you it was going to happen. They listen to this podcast, Tyler. They listen. They listen. Uh, I think that's going to be a big, uh, a big difference maker. We saw last week the Raiders uh, struggle big time moving the ball. It, it looked like Raiders of old, where it was kind of dink and dunk, but they didn't have that stretch guy. You know, we're, we're using Zay Jones as our stretch guy, and that just there's no threat there with Deshaun Jackson. There's a legit threat of of oh, Derek Carr might go over the top. So I think I think being able to stretch the field is going to be great for this team. And I think the Raiders are, are really trying to prove to be the best in the West. So uh, I think this is a statement win. I'm, I would take full-on money line for this. Uh, I'm that confident with our Raiders. Okay. I mean, I, I am confident. I think the, you know, last week against the Giants – you know, dealing with some things with rugs and even, uh, you know, the quarterback, you know, flailing a gun on the internet. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Raiders at this point, but, uh, Damon Arnett, I, see you later. I do like the, the Raiders in this one. I mean, I keep trying to believe that the chiefs are going to turn it around, turn it around. They, they just haven't done it yet. I mean, that green Bay defense, I think people kind of sleep on it because of Aaron Rodgers, but that, that green Bay defense is legit. And, uh, the Raiders defense, they have their ups and downs. But uh, I do like the Raiders in this one uh, to win. Uh, we're putting too much faith in them, so which means they're probably going to lose. But we're we're going to we're going to stay true. We're going to uh, put some faith in our Raiders. Then uh, staying 
staying in the Bay because the Raiders are the base team. Uh, we got the Saints with the 49ers hosting the Los Angeles Rams. We get an NFC West matchup. The Rams with Odell Beckham Jr. No, Robert Woods apparently <laughs> are favored by four points. Tyler, I, I, you know, you got the Robert Woods share, so I haven't been really paying attention. Does this happen on Friday? Because Saturday is normally a walkthrough day. How the hell does he tear his ACL? Apparently, it happened on Friday, but nobody fucking reported on it till today, which I'm very upset about because I could have went out and tried to try to grab some things. I could have tried to make a trade. I could have tried to do literally anything before Sunday started. But no, they do it on Saturday, so trades wouldn't go through in time, um, or they announce it on Saturday. Yeah, apparently he he uh, hurt his knee yesterday at practice, Friday at practice, and they got an MRI on it today came back that he tore his ACL. So no Robert Woods. All It's because all these fucking news outlets wanted to post their pictures of look at this wide receiver core, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and OBJ, and somebody had to get hurt. Somebody had to. They just, they jinxed it. So uh, without that, the Rams minus four is easy money. I mean, the Niners have looked absolutely terrible. They don't know what they're doing at quarter uh, with their quarterback situation. Um, nothing has looked good. The only shining light is is George Kittle's back for him, but he just can't put the whole he can't put this whole game on his back, basically. Yeah, four points, easy money right here yes. for the Rams. I think the Rams absolutely just destroyed the 49ers after you know losing that Sunday night game. Uh going back to the Rams and the wide receiver court, Odell Beckham. Obviously, now that Robert Woods is in the you know in the picture, it definitely affects him. Uh, what do you see maybe just from this game, how they utilize him, you know, Monday, extra day of practice, everything like that. And just kind of going forward now that Robert Woods is in it. Cause I think with, with Robert Woods, I thought he was like still stay away from him, but now with Woods gone, I think as someone who's been an OBJ, you know, critic, I, I see a lot more value in him now. Um, I just watched the, the live odds just get worse for the Rams for some reason. Uh, me too. I, I, now it's I at three just, and a half. We're fucking taking those right now. Yeah, you're easily, but like, I don't understand that the Rams have played so good lately and the Niners have played like shit, but like just the fact that it was set at four, at four point, this, this should have easily been an eight and a half, nine and a half. This is just, this is taking money from a baby. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I was, I was kind of a critic. Well, I still am a critic of OBJ, but just the fact that Matt Stafford slings the ball like he does over there. And I think um, Odell does have that ability to get open. And I think Stafford just has that, you know, he's played, he's played with guys like that. He's had Calvin Johnson. He's had Kenny Galladay. He's had guys that can get open and that with time Stafford can find them. I don't, I don't think Baker has ever really had that ability to, to wait and see in a pocket. And I think now uh, OBJ as a quarterback who has that. So I, I do like, I do like uh, OBJ now, especially with Robert Woods being out. Okay. Okay. So that is it for the preview. We have our locks definitely go out and run and take the Rams. If it's still at three and a half, we definitely say uh, go take, Oh, look, I have an alert that the Rams lose Robert Woods. You just hate yeah, to hate, see it. Hate to see it. Uh, so we just going to do a, a gambling stream on Sunday or what? Jeez. Uh, maybe, maybe fucking, hang out and, and just gamble on games all day yeah i mean i got you know i i was actually in the positive last week we're just going to completely ignore the fact that i lost back-to-back bets when i was trying to live bet the uh, total of the packers uh chiefs game 
hey man, I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on the negatives. It's okay. It, it yeah. happened. I, I wasn't I, gonna I, say nothing about I, it. You I brought fo- it up yourself. Yeah, I focus on my parlays that I've been hitting. I've been hitting, you know, three in a row. I guess technically two in a row, but I was gonna bet. The Monday night game, which would have hit if I bet on it, but I'm a pussy. But uh, this week we're going to be back at it, and we're going to get uh, some more money. This we're going to fucking tank the the bookies. Let's take down the fucking sports books, man. Let's yep. let's do this together. Especially uh, bet US, but don't you know? Don't don't bet with them because uh, they're a little shady. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's hey, move oh, on hey. to the mailbag, otherwise known as uh, Miss. Sorry, <clears throat> Mister X and friends questions of the week sorry can't give the same figure because i don't want to take dominic's gimmick we just can't do oh, it okay, we just can't do it. do it but uh so we got uh, johnny roca he's a uh, now friend of the I mean, he's always been a friend of the podcast but now he's sending in a bunch of questions uh so i'm gonna take johnny roca's questions first from the instagram if you like to send in questions via instagram it's at curveballs and cs uh it's also on twitter as well uh just making sure you know nobody responded to our open letter which you know, usually no one does, but it's okay. Uh, Johnny Roca sent us a, a bunch of questions. We can kind of hit these kind of rapid fire. So uh, he has he asked the same three-part question was submitted to Trapdoor to Hell. I don't know. I mean, he said he submitted the Impractical Jokers question last week on Trapdoor to Hell, and the Travis never answered it. He did. That is a fact, because I have access to that Trapdoor to Hell um, email, and that question was was asked. Damn. It's okay, Johnny. We answer questions here on Curveballs and Chase Shots. Travis over right. there drinking his banana whiskey. He was too hammered to, to figure it out. But right. uh, this is from. Did you watch uh, his live stream? I did not watch his live stream. I was at uh, a wrestling show yesterday. Fun show. Great show. Oh, beautiful. A lot of fun. Beautiful. A lot of fun. Uh, can we get a little uh, snippet or a recap from the uh, people out there? What happened? Uh, um, there was there was a lot of breathing. There was a lot of. Uh... There's a lot of delays. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why the, the I don't know why the Facebook uh, lives the the delays on comments is like a minute or a minute and a half. So it was pretty funny of him just like he would put something out there, and then I would see the comment pop up of like Johnny Roker responding, and then he would just be like this for a minute and a half, exactly for a minute and a half waiting for the comment to pop up. Very funny stuff. Very right. clippable thing. If anybody wants to go out there and clip it. Somebody, we would do that, but uh, this is no, from, I would never from uh, Rennie. I've heard there's been some controversy because Travis has called this person Renee, and apparently it's Rennie. I think it's the same person. It, so it it was cleared up last night. It is Renee. Okay, it is Renee. Yes, okay. Renee, like Renee Zellweger, or Renee Young. There Shout you out. go. Uh, so Renee from in Murray Murrieta definitely nailed that. Uh, I was recently involved in a trade. That was uh, – there's a lot of these fantasy football questions, by the way, Tyler. Uh, C.D. Lamb for OBJ. Who had the better of the trade? Now, if we asked this yesterday, I would have said absolutely C.D. Lamb. Hammer it. I hate OBJ. But Robert Woods, second guy in that offense, that's a closer. But I still think I'm taking C.D. Lamb. Um, these these questions were, were asked. This is what Travis was answering on his live last night. So this is this is great. Um this is great because I could just banter off this. Travis said that CeeDee Lamb was the number one guy in Dallas. I think it's still Cooper. I think Amari is still that number one guy. I, I'm sorry, Cheese. I know you're, you're – I'm not biased whatsoever. High, you're not biased whatsoever, I, uh, although you are very high on CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I still think – I mean, CD, if the Raiders drafted CeeDee Lamb, he wouldn't uh, be fucking – He'd be the number one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He'd be he number one. He drive. That. No, not that we know of. I don't want to assume anybody what they do. He's, um, you know, he's a great guy. He, I don't know if you watched the, the hard knocks, but he loves candles, loves his scented candles. 
oh, that guy definitely does not drink and drive then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, um, I still like CD lamb more a little bit more just because he's proven he has the rapport with, with uh, Dak and, I just see Dallas throwing the ball more than, than LA just because the Rams do get up big and it's already proven that Cooper cup is Matt Stafford's guy. So I do like uh CD lamb a little bit more than OBJ. Okay. Then uh, what do you think will come of the back situation for OBJ and will he flourish or do you think he will suck? I mean, we've kind of touched on it yes. already. Anything I do. Else? I do think. I do think he flourishes a little bit, a little bit, just to kind of reiterate what we've been saying. I think he does show a little bit of 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 light there. There's a little bit of light at the, in that tunnel. Okay, then uh, some tight end comparisons. Uh, who is better, Mark Andrews or Jared Cook, Tyler? She's off the top of your head. Do you know where Jared Cook plays? Uh, he plays for the Chargers. Thank you. Okay, just making sure. Oh, did just, someone uh, on the podcast not know where on the uh, live stream does know where he plays? Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out anybody, but if they'd okay. like to go check I out mean, the live stream, then go check out the live stream. I mean, it's not like I've said Jared Cook's name on Points and Dunks a few times. Uh, it, I thought it was funny because he, he he was like, "Where does he play?" And immediate my immediate instinct was to go Chargers, and I said it out loud, and I was like, "Wait, I'm not there." Um, damn. damn. Only you were. Uh, See, that's why only. you're. That's why yeah. you guys are such a great podcast because you're, you're the yin to his yang. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> classic. I miss that guy. Um, I do think Mark Andrews is the better tight end um, in fantasy aspects and in real football aspects. I think Mark Andrews has more opportunity in fantasy. You know, I, I he seems to be a favorite target of, uh, Lamar Jackson and just in real football terms, he's, he's kind of the total package. He's really good. He's a really good run block and he could also run really tight routes. So I, I like Mark Andrews as the better tight end there. Agree. I mean, I love Mark Andrews. He's kind of in the, he's in that top five, maybe even, you know, he can get into that top three with the right matchup, but uh, Jared cook, he's just in that pool of tight ends where, uh, you know, touchdown dependent, might get a few catches, but you're really just banking on that touchdown. Mark Andrews can cannot have a touchdown. He's still productive. There's there's really too many targets over there in San Diego. I mean, you're you're looking to feed Keenan Allen at least ten times a game, um, and then at the same time, Mark, Mike Williams is really starting to emerge as a as a touchdown threat, as a red zone threat, and as a deep ball guy. So Jared Cook just isn't really finding his way with Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I think it was Austin Eckler said, oh, Jared Cook's really putting in the time. He's looking good. And I kind of reiterated that. And I mean, I think he's had like maybe one or two games where he's really been good. And as I said, he's just in that pool of tight ends where you start him, hope he scores a touchdown. And more often than not, he's not. So uh, moving on, we got some trades. Uh, Just asking who you think is winning, who you think lost. Uh, First one, I think this one's a very, I mean, to be honest, a lot of these trades, we don't fancy shame on this podcast, no, never. but, but, but uh, I think some of these uh, trades are quite questionable. Uh, so we have uh, just a straight up one for one, David Montgomery for Dalvin cook. Now, yes, Dalvin cook is having some, some situations, but uh, it's a civil suit. So technically no criminal charges are filed. So the NFL can't exactly step in or like suspend him no. or whatever of that nature. David Montgomery coming off the injury looked good against the uh, Steelers in uh, last week on Monday. 
Uh, I wanted David Montgomery, but you know, some fucking asshole canceled our trade that we agreed on because he's an tough. idiot and he doesn't know how to fucking use IR and accept trades and it's whatever. So it's okay. You know, he's probably going to still get Joe Burr regardless, but I'm just going to wait till the last minute. So then he won't get him next week either. There you go. Out of boy. Fuck you, Dominic. He, he fucks you. You fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Consensually. Um, that's consensually, of course, always. Um, I think the only thing was like you hit the panic button being like, Oh, is he going to have to step? You know, they're not going to, like you said, I don't think that the league can step in and, and suspend him. If they're not suspending Deshaun Watson, I don't think they're going to suspend yeah. Dalvin Cook. Um, but it's it's more of a question of is the team going to gonna take time away from him or, or is he going to take time away from the team and, like, you know, handle this on his own? Um, but in that case, I don't think you trade – I guess you could trade Dalvin Cook to get a David Montgomery, but you should also have Alexander Madison as your handcuff. And Alexander Madison filling in is becomes a top 10 guy. Like, he's, he's, he's basically Dalvin Cook 2.0 in that same offense, so – I mean, I guess because you get that upside, but you also get the the injury concern of is it going to linger on David Montgomery? I will say the person getting David Montgomery is named the Bears, so obviously a Bears fan. Uh, you know, I, I'm not one to try to mix real football with fake football, but if you want your guy, you know, go get your guy. But I still think Dalvin Cook is a, a top three play, especially without Derrick Henry. He's always going to be in that top mix. Uh, then we get some uh, another trade. We get. Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson for Emmanuel Sanders and Deontay Harris. Um, strange one, you know, a lot of, you know, back end wide receivers, maybe people are not going to exactly start. I do like the pairing of Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson more than Emmanuel Sanders and Harris. More the fact that I, I don't really see anyone outside the running back for new Orleans being a viable starter. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he might catch like one for 50 and maybe a touchdown, but I see more value in Van Jefferson, especially now that uh, Woods is gone. Yeah, and especially this week. I forgot to bring up, is OBJ expected to play this week? I mean, I would assume he, he's going to play. I haven't seen I would, anything definitively, but. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, but if he doesn't, then Van Jefferson, that's, this is the perfect week for, for a good Van Jefferson game. But just a lot of, it seems like you went, you must either be at the bottom of the league and you're, and you you're struggling to score points. Cause you went really high um, ceiling, whoever the, the person who got Van Jefferson and, um, and oh, Sean Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. Um, you must need a lot of points because they are like big boomer bus guys. They're, they're either going to really go off or they're going to really, you know, hurt your fantasy team. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I, I, I like. I'm an owner of Emmanuel Sanders. Um, it's just a little wishy-washy the way Josh Allen's been playing lately, the way the Bills offense has been running lately. You haven't seen very much. But I think when it gets back to normal, he could be that number two guy who could be a wide receiver two option for you or a flex option. Deontay Johnson, he's just kind of whatever. Like it, that, That's a guy who I'm surprised is even on a roster unless you're in a really deep league. Uh, De- Deontay Harris, Deontay Johnson, uh, start receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who the Steelers. hell is Deontay Harris? Uh, apparently he plays for the Saints. That's what I've been told. I haven't. I, is, <laughs> are they, is this an IDP? Is that a defensive player? Well, like They say he's a wide receiver for the Saints. Okay. All right. And, uh, this, is, this, this is Johnny Roka getting these people, so you know. 
interesting. Johnny Roke is getting Sanders and Harris. So if you want to, you know, let J Row know, why is he taking this guy? We don't even know if he's on the team anymore. That's, that's interesting. I I really want to look up like his fantasy numbers to see like the, the fact that when I put in Harris, the first person to come up is Dwayne Harris and he's a free agent over Deontay Harris. Okay. Oh, okay. Had a pretty decent week. Six, six receptions on eight targets for 52 yards against Atlanta. He's getting a lot of targets of late. So maybe that's, maybe that's what Johnny Roca saw and, and is expecting high, high targets, high volume. Again, it seems like Johnny Roca who got Sanders and who got Deontay Harris is, is kind of just like, all right, I have these low or these high floor guys that I know are going to put points on, on the board for me. Yeah, I mean, if Michael Th- Michael Thomas is going to be there, and if Harris does kind of emerge as the number one guy over Callaway, then then I guess I do see more value in him than what we originally thought. Then, uh, just a straight up tight end trade: Gronk for Waller, the baller. Uh, Gronk still kind of hurt. I don't know if he's even going to be playing he's in not. this game. He, he so. got ruled out this week. Him and Antonio Brown. So uh, I, another I, one of those kind of I would say weird trades. I think Waller is by far, you know, top three Gronk was on the field. He's good, but I mean, he hasn't been on the field like the last three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. And especially like I get, if you're hitting the panic button on Waller because of, you know, the loss of the deep ball threat, it kind of defenses start to hone in on Waller. But I mean, the Deshaun Jackson news broke last week. So I don't know when this trade went through. Um, I just think Waller gets way too many targets to, to want to trade him away for a guy like Gronk who becomes touchdown dependent. Yeah. And this, who is, has, this is a who's recent been struggling with injuries. Yeah. This is a recent trade. It's going to be processed today on Saturday. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, and Gronk has already I mean, been, I mean, on the thing, it says Gronk is already out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the final one, this one is, is quite interesting. I think this is more of a, a discussion point. We have uh, Debo Samuel and Jalen hurts getting traded for Nick Chubb, Jerry Judy and Elijah Mitchell. Two so for a th- uh, two for three, a two for three Debo and Jalen Chubb, Judy and Mitchell. Um, this I is do, probably the most fair trade I've, I've heard today. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the, the three guys uh, Chubb, obviously. I mean, me and me and Tyler both got, got some Chubb, got some Chubb oh, stock always <clears throat> uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, with since Judy has come back, Cortland Sutton has seen his target share diminish drastically. And Judy, I mean, he's not like super productive, but he's getting those targets. And then, you know, Eli Mitchell, he's the, he's the guy over there in in San Francisco. You know, I think Jeff Wilson Jr. and some other people might be coming back, but for now he's the guy. And I don't know what the other guy needs in terms of quarterback. If Jalen Hurts is your starter, I think Jalen's a, a solid starter. I, yeah. I mean, I think there's no, obviously, you know, you got some holes to fill if you, if you need this, but I think everyone's getting solid players all the way around if it who, fits who? their team. Who was packaged together with with uh, Jalen Hurts? Debo. Debo, that's right. Um, if I were to break it down, I'd break it down like this. It, it like your main draw for this trade was Debo and and Jalen Hurts, Nick Chubb and um, Eli Mitchell, because those are the two guys who week in week out you see them putting up pretty good fantasy numbers, um, and then you just get that extra like Jerry Judy upside of okay jerry judy you know he's he hasn't shown it lately but you know the talent's there and when when teddy bridgewater decides to sling it out and 
they do have to throw the ball. He does like to throw Judy's way. So um, I think this is a pretty evenly killed uh, trade. And I, I really like it. Uh, this is These are the things we like to see. But I think if anybody's winning that trade, it's the guy who got Nick Chubb, Eli Mitchell, and Jerry Judy. Agree there. Uh, here we go. We got another question from Jero. Uh, some, uh, can I get some suggestions for an appropriate punishment for the fantasy player who finishes last in his league? Uh, it obviously has to be something that's tasteful yet humility yet humiliating. Can't be anything crazy because the punishment is going to take place at work. Any suggestions? And I'm throwing this one in any stories of last place punishments. Okay. Well, to start off, I just want to say that the last per the last place for uh, if this is, I, I don't want to speculate, but that if this is for, this is the end zone. Um, I do believe that the last place punishment should be like, I don't know, like maybe a hundred dollar cash prize or something. You know, they, they fought hard. Some things happened. You know, I just think maybe this year we take it a little easy on them. They tried. Uh, they there's, tried. There's, there's definitely no bias. I'm definitely not looking at last place in that league at the moment, but yeah. You're going to get relegated. You're going to get kicked out and I'm going to take your spot. I mean, it might happen. Who knows? There you go. That should be the punishment. Kick me. If I do come in last place, kick me out and get somebody who knows fantasy football like cheese. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So it has to be in the workplace. So it can't be anything too drastic. Uh, I don't know what the the work schedule is and how everything pans out, but you know you can do some dress up. You can do like a humiliating like lunch break karaoke performance. Um, you know, buy pizza or something for everybody. Yeah. Any any suggestions? Um, a work like as not 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 too over the top, but like a a subtle like maybe a t shirt or maybe like a beanie. I know a lot of people at least for me, I work in a warehouse where beanies, you know, I suck at fantasy football or something like that, that, you know, it's a little subtle. You don't have to wear it the whole day or something like that. Or, or um, I like the idea of having to buy lunch for everybody. It's kind of not too humiliating, but it's also like, I, I would add on top of that buying lunch for everybody, but you can only eat like the crust of a sandwich or something like that. For, for your lunch, I think that would be pretty funny. And and it's a little humiliating getting to watch everybody eat this good lunch and you're eating crust. Um, something along those lines. But that's crazy. That, that, I don't know what league, uh, it must be a work league for them, but to decide to do it a uh, punishment at work, I think that's pretty funny. You can maybe, you know, get on the intercom or, you know, say I suck at fantasy football and have like this big old speech, something yeah. like that. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know what the fun. work dynamic don't, be like over yeah, there. Don't, don't get yourself fired over this. Let's just put it that yeah, way. It's not, it's not that, it's not that uh, important. Uh, some more. Uh, we have more questions from Johnny Roca. What five players are in your personal fantasy football Hall of Fame? These would be players who you once owned and did big things for you and your fantasy teams. So he posed this question to Travis as well last night, and he added the, the caveat of the player has to be retired. Um, I have not been playing fantasy football to be answering these I questions, honestly. So I haven't played that much, but like, there are a few guys, like, I guess Todd Gurley isn't technically retired, but that guy isn't fucking playing anymore. He'll sign so with put, the Ravens. I'd put Todd Gurley out there just, just for that. Um, I would have said Cam Newton cause I thought he was going to retire, but he's fucking back. 
Um, who else? I'm trying to think. I guess I got in late for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning kind of retired a little too early for me, but I know he did good things. It's it's tough for us for for guys who haven't been playing fantasy football long enough. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I've only been playing for like a few years at this point. Travis oh. Kelsey, number one for me because I pretty much have Travis Kelsey every single year. So Drew Drew Brees. I had Drew Brees in like twenty. I think it was like my first year playing, so like 2013, 2014. Okay. Drew okay. Brees, retired guy, very good fantasy football. There we go. There's there's my one that actually counts. Um, I'll be honest, I cannot think of anybody at the moment. Uh, I played fantasy baseball back in the day, and I can't even remember who I had. Uh, Julio Tehran, does he still play? Is he still? No. no. still pitch? Okay. Oh, maybe. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. I'm going to say no for the sake of that. Okay. So I'm going to pick Julio Tehran because I think I picked him <laughs> up and he, it was like 2012 and he was like actually good that year. Yeah. And he, uh, he Ubaldo was, uh, Jimenez. There you I go. Had Ubaldo one year. Uh, and it wasn't his good year. And then finally, uh, we actually have a wrestling question. Your best three wrestlers from the 80s. Did he pose this question to Travis? Because as we heard no. on the podcast last week, big wrestling fan. No, he, he did not pose this question to Travis. Yeah, Travis, big wrestling fan. Really loved the Divas era. No. That's what I've been told. Uh, no comment. What do you, I mean, what do you feel about this, Tyler? These actions that Travis has done in the top bunk of your, your room. Just you right uh, above them. I did. I didn't. I didn't listen. Uh, that was all just hearsay. I I'd like to just block that out of my memory. If that is a true thing, that's that's wild, wild situation. Um. So yeah, that's gross. So your being your best three favorite three wrestlers from the eighties. So do they have to like peak in the eighties? Could they have debuted in the eighties? What's you can it could be whatever you want, Tyler. Because I, I guess I guess technically, the Undertaker had his start in the eighties, if if I'm not mistaken, late eighties, correct? Um, I don't know. If, maybe I mean, like on the indie indie scene, but is that really the first person? What do you th- say? That was in the eighties. That's the first no, person you uh, think is the Undertaker. Well, I didn't want to. Uh, you know who I didn't want to bring up. Uh, so Macho Man's up there. Macho Man's probably one. Callaway began his wrestling career in 1987. Working for world class in USWA. There you go, Tyler. It works. Uh, No, the Macho Man is up there. Um, Jake the Snake is up there. Um, um, Who would I put at number three? Because I don't want to say the person who keeps coming to mind. (laughs) Uh, No, that's another bad guy. Yikes. I can't figure out a third. You you drop your your three because I'm sure you have your three. While I think of a third, well, I don't know who exactly you're talking about, but uh, I got to go. Flair, I know Flair is kind of canceled, but he's not canceled. That's, very, that wasn't who I was thinking of. It's a but. very strange situation over there with Ric Flair, but uh, I love me some Ric Flair. Um, you know, we you know we can do Double H. He's a guy. That's who. That was the first guy I was thinking of. That I was like, I'm not going to say. I mean, historically, you got to give love to Hulk Hogan. Uh, But if I'm going to go like some personal favorites, uh, I love Savage. I've always loved Savage. Um, I'm doing kind of mainstream. I wanted to pick out like a, you know, know, a guy that maybe Johnny Roca doesn't really know, or you know, some other people. Now I need to do a a thing that Tyler did because I need to make sure. 
to round out my third, I'm going to put Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm going to go uh, Dynamite Kid. Shout out Ooh, Dynamite you Kid. Go. You know, him and Tiger Mask, lighten it up. Also another one of the guys that uh, might not be the best person in the world, but I like me some uh, some Dynamite. So there you go, Johnny. Watch watch a Tiger Mask. That's your homework. Watch a Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid match. There you go. Uh, the, two per- the two people was was double h and then super fly and i was like oh those are back to back (laughs) all right let's move on over to uh, mr x's questions shout out uh, hi he says hi people so he he must have known that dominic wasn't going to be here he just general generalized he generalized it yeah i appreciate it hi mr x Uh, he starts off i never get to say hello he uh, starts off by saying i hate football Uh, it's okay you know Bengals on a bye week. Hopefully they uh, you know, get the shit together and they come back can't, next week and they can do it. Can't lose on a bye week. Except the Lions. That's the only team that could ever lose on a bye week. <laughs> uh, congrats to Nicholas Castellanos on his silver slugger award. Yes, congrats. Congrats. Shout out to any, uh, any thoughts, any hot takes on the awards that are kind of going around for the uh, baseball. Wild that you announced the gold gloves. Uh, the Gold Glove Awards, like during Sunday Night Football, like they do they it. Ev- they do this shit every year, and every year they get bashed for it. Why they haven't changed it, I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, will this be a triumphant return for Cam Newton in Carolina, or do you think they'll drop him again if it doesn't work out? Um, I uh, triumphant. I wouldn't say that far. I don't think we're definitely in the I honeymoon th- stage right now. Yes, we are on the honeymoon stage, but I think he does decent enough to keep his job till the end of the year. And then once Sam Darnold is back and healthy, I think they keep him on as kind of a backup, kind of kind of teach Sam Darnold the way, you know, the the, the Panther way, and then he mm-hmm. retires. And then he retires. I think this is how Cam Newton goes out. Was Sam Darnold out four to six weeks? I mean, almost possibly the rest of the season. Who knows? Especially like with where the Panthers might be at this point. Um, I think it just depends. Like how do they utilize cam? I mean, going back to what he did with the Panthers or with the Patriots. I mean, it was just a straightforward run heavy kind of like old school type offense. He wasn't, I mean, he has a, he has an arm, but he doesn't have like a super accurate arm. So I don't know what that means for the, uh, the receivers over there. I think Christian McCaffrey is still going to cook and he's going to do his thing, but um yeah, I don't know what you would mean by triumphant. Like, is he going to lead them back and you know win out, and they're going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But uh, Cam is going to be motivated. He's going to want to do shit. I think he'll play well. Not maybe not like you know MVP Super Bowl level, lead them back and make the playoffs or anything like that. But it'll be fun to see Cam back in the uh, in the old Panther blue. Uh, then we get our. NHL update for Mr. X. We always love the NHL update uh, on the ice. Carolina and Florida are still holding strong as leaders of their division in the East uh, in the West. Arizona finally captured their first one of the season. Shout out to the coyotes. Uh, my ducks, his ducks, Mr. X's ducks are on a six game win streak and have moved into second place in the Pacific division. Speaking of the ducks, Anaheim GM and vice president, Bob Murray resigns after, inter- after an internal investigation of, reveals improper personal conduct he is also entering an alcohol abuse program as well well Ooh, i'll be honest no, did not yeah, did not know anything about nope. that uh i forget if we even talk about the suns you know what's going on with the suns tyler i know you're not the biggest basketball guy uh isn't there a gm getting 
getting looked into for the owner. Like, yeah, it's a big, it's a big yeah, old ordeal. I, over there. I've, I've heard, a, I've heard a little bit sprinkled in here and there. You know, me being Devin Booker, it, I'm just trying to focus on the on the court, on on yeah. winning games, it, game in and, or day in and day out. Exactly. Uh, yes, that's my official statement as Devin Booker. Then moving on to the wrestling questions, uh, 72 wrestlers have been released by WWE in 2021 alone. Could we see more before the year ends? I'll say yes. I'll probably take the over. I mean, what we got six weeks left of the year. Yeah. I mean, it would be really dickish of them to release these people during the holidays, holidays. but, but they also released them at the beginning of the pandemic. So. You think they hit hit the century mark? You think they hit triple digits on on releases this year? Uh, I mean, 30 in the next couple weeks is a lot. And I don't know. You've released 72, then you go back in time and they've probably released 40 or however many were from last year. Hey, I just don't know who else they can release. I was going to say, who else is out there? Before you start releasing, like, you know, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and all, you know, people that you're probably not going to, unless you. You know, release the people who might already be leaving, like KO and Kyle O'Reilly and people like that. But it's like you're just giving them an extra few days on the no compete. It doesn't make so, any sense. Are they still? Is it? Are they still claiming budget issues? Is that? Is that what yep. it is? Despite record revenue, I was gonna say, which is crazy because I did see on uh, an Instagram page that I follow called Curveballs and CS. Um, they they had posted the the revenue of of you know their income or whatever that was made out to the public and doesn't seem like numbers that should be warranting this amount of releases. Yeah. I mean, Nick Khan, the, whatever his official title is, he's just there to, you know, cut costs and get as much as possible for maybe a possible sale. Who knows? Disney, or, uh, Walt Disney is going to buy. The I mean, that's what, that's what the, uh, that's what curveballs and CS on Twitter possibly speculate. Happy Disney plus day belated. Happy Disney Plus Day, Tyler. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any random movie news that you want to sprinkle in here since, you know, Trapdoor to Hell, I guess, doesn't do anything anymore? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. So Okay. Okay. Uh, then how long do you think Roman Reigns will hold the universal title? It does not uh, seem like The Rock will be uh, at WrestleMania next year. Do you see him dropping it anytime soon? Uh, what is he at right now? How many days? Um, well, I do got my uh, CM Punk plaque in the background. I believe he has already passed him. So he's uh, CM over... Punk was what? 437? 434. Fuck, I was close, dude. Who's I was counting? so close. But who's counting? Um, I mean, I only yeah, look at exactly. it every single day before I go to bed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Pray, yeah. To the, pray to the CM Punk gods. I'm praying to Paul Heyman. Yeah. Um, pray to the Wolves. Let's see. I think he loses it at WrestleMania this year. Or this upcoming year, um, I did see that they were doing some stuff with uh, what's his goddamn name. I want to call him by his by his real name, but I don't think he does. Xavier Woods. Bork Laser out. What is what is that? Bork Laser. What is that? Is that his is that his government name? Yeah, that's Brock Lesnar's government name. Bork Laser. <laughs> I you know me, I don't watch. WWE is that a gimmick? What is what is happening? Don't just no sell me on this. Please explain this. What? It's Bork Laser. What's what is there not to get? That's the name. <laughs> All right. Now I thought they were doing stuff with uh with 
uh, Xavier Woods this past Friday. And then Roman just beat that ass and put the crown on his head. I haven't watched SmackDown. I'll be honest, Mr. X, don't rat me out, but I barely watch any WWE. So, yeah, um, even though I talk about it on the other podcast, that'd be cool to see him take it, take the title off of him. But that's obviously not going to happen. But some, some will happen. I think he loses it at WrestleMania. That's if if you're going to take it off off of a guy that's been holding it for so long, you got to do it at the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who you take. I mean, who you take it? Who takes it off of him? I mean, Drew is on SmackDown. You could do that matchup. Uh, Lesnar's seemingly just always going to be around. I don't know if they want to go back to that, even though if he is a face at the moment, uh, The Rock, even, I mean, even with The Rock, I think The Rock is always destined to lose to Roman. So even if The Rock does have that match, I don't think Roman's losing the title. And I mean, he's doing great work. He doesn't exactly need the title. He could do like a a pop and have, you know, have someone win it and then Roman gets it back. But we, it's like the cuts. You have such yeah. a limited roster. Everyone's kind of depleted to a certain level. And Roman is at like a, the next level. I just, I don't know who you put on, who you put there until, you know, Von Oof. Wagner shows up and beats him. Uso turn. You have one of them turn on him and, and either Jimmy or Jay take the title off of him. Uh, then if Heyman Page doesn't win the, win the AEW world title on Saturday, when does it happen? And also any surprises you expected full gear. I mean, do you want to just turn this into the... Uh, well, in that case, let's move preview. on over to the AEW preview. We're just going to not talk about Dynamite. We're just going to preview the show in general. And fuck it, we're just going to start off with the top. We got Kenny Omega taking on Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. Kenny holding the title for almost a year now at this point. Uh, Hangman getting... His shot finally at the title. Tyler, I know he's hasn't been watching too too much AEW, but he did watch the countdown, so he's kind of smartened up. Mm-hmm. What do you see coming down in the main event? The pro- the problem here is is I don't think they did enough like build up for what this match is. This is a, this is a big match. This match has been what a year and a half in the making, over a year in the making. I would say for the entirety of the promotion. Exactly. This thing has been built up and then finally Hangman comes back and it's just like, I'm not feeling the hype that there should be around this match. That's why I have a feeling Kenny still went, still walks away with the title. And yeah, I just like this match should be so much more like hyped up and it's just not there. It's not there for me. I agree. I mean, at all out, they were kind of teasing it. I was super juiced for it. You know, maybe that's why I wanted to go to All Out to see it. And then, you know, CM Punk showed up and it was a, a good little uh, you know, replacement, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that it was so hot during the summertime that I think they could have should have pulled the trigger and gone with Hangman or at least, you know, have that match. Uh, I think the crowd will still be hot for it. It should be a, you know, a fantastic match. But I do agree it has kind of lost its luster a little bit. But then if you don't give it to Hangman and then you try to go back to it later, who it's no guarantee that it's going to get back to that summer, you know, summer level. Yeah. I I think either way, they kind of, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner here to where if Hangman takes it off of them, um, it's not as, as grand as it should be because the building of late hasn't been good. And then if they do it at a later time, like you said, they lose that that um, that buildup they had from the summer. So officially, 
Um, I think what did I do in the other podcast? I think I picked Kenny. So I'm going to go with Kenny again. I think he, he, he's able to squeak it out. They, you know, delay it a little bit. We build up hangman a bit, but as I'm weary, I just don't know if they're gonna be able to recapture what they had during the summertime. Tyler, who are you officially going with? I'm officially taking Kenny Omega in this. All right. So uh, let's, I guess we'll just answer Mr. Mr. X's question. Well, I mean, we didn't even answer his question to begin with. If since he's not winning, when do you think Kenny or uh, Hangman does get the title? Um, I think, I think Hangman takes it off. So this is kind of where this is why I said let's recap it because this also goes into my prediction for the uh, Eliminator tournament as well. Because I do think Daniel Bryan wins that match. <clears> I think <throat> Brian Danielson. Sorry, Brian Danielson. Sorry. I, that's okay. I mean, Jim Ross up, does it. You can my, do it. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, me and Jim Ross, we're, we're equals. Um, I think Brian Danielson wins it. I think Brian is the one who takes it off of Kenny. And then I think uh, Hangman loses or Hangman takes it off Brian and it's kind of roll swap to where that's when we get the Hangman and Omega match. But I think Hangman does take it off Brian Danielson. Give it, give it nine months. Sorry. I, I know it was a timetable question and I didn't really give a time nine months from now. I do think if any, well, I don't say anyone, but if Hangman's going to win the title, I think it does have to be against Kenny. And I mean, personally, I would like to see it be at double and I think because I'm probably going to be there. But as I said, like, I don't know if you can really stretch it out that, that far ahead. Maybe you get it to revolution in January, February, but yeah, I think it has to happen within the next six months. I think nine months, unless you just completely go off and he just does something else and it's like, fine, like that's cool. But I, I think Hangman does have to be the champion sooner rather than later. If it is, I mean, I know I picked Kenny, but I would not be shocked at all if Hangman does win the title here. Um, you picked Brian Danielson to get the uh, win here. I will pick Danielson as well, uh, mainly for the fact that I think if Miro does win, I think it does foreshadow that Hangman will win the title. I just don't see Miro and uh, Kenny being a thing. I do like uh, Miro's shtick right now, you know, God's favorite champion. And going back to Mr. X's question, any surprises? I would not expect, but I would not be shocked if Lana, CJ Perry, whatever her new name is, does show up. We had a lot of uh, insinuations from uh, Miro in his latest promo on Dynamite talking about his wife a lot more than what he's normally done. So I would not be shocked if uh, we see Lana pop up on Folk Gear t- uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, I would say for to answer the question um, for big surprises, and it kind of goes into the next match we might talk about here. I think Ty Conti, I was, I picked her to win uh, the battle Royale, if I'm not mistaken, correct. The women's that they did. I forget. It was either her, it was either her on a joy. I can't remember which one. Or Jay. On a J, close enough. See, this is the problem. <laughs> I need to get back into the product. Um, but I think that is the big, big surprise for me. This, this tonight is uh, Ty Conti taking the title after off DMD Doctor Britt Baker. Okay, okay. Uh, I think honestly, I think Ty has surprised me from what she's done in AEW coming off of her NXT run. I, I don't see it. I think Britt Baker gets the win. Ty could have been someone, but I just. Don't think they build it up to really have her be a legitimate challenger. I think Thunder Rosa still is a thing you got to do uh, to get the title off for you know someone else. Britt doesn't exactly need the title, but 
you could do something where Ty beats her, you know, Britt Baker bitches and complains and then get the title back from her. So I won't be shocked if Ty wins, but I would go officially with uh, Britt Baker. Tyler, any surprises in terms of debuts, return? I wouldn't say returns, but like, you know, Bray Wyatt's out there. Um, I mean, there's so many people I can't even remember who's like under contract and who's on no competes or anything like that. Do you see we get, I said, Lana, do you see like a surprise debut on the show tonight? Uh, no, I think they kind of like really blew their load with their last pay-per-view with, with, with Brian Danielson and CM Punk. I think they cool it. I do. I do absolutely see, you know, Lana or CJ Perry, whatever, whatever she's going to go as. I can absolutely see her coming out for this. Uh, but other than that, I maybe don't they any, uh, any do Lana. Splashes. Maybe she just changes her name to Lana backwards. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to uh, some other <laughs> matches. Uh, we're just going to start off with a pre-show and just kind of work our way around. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Thunder Rosa taking on Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Tyler, I know you're so anticipated for this match. I don't know who's going to win. Don't really care too much, but I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa and Shida because uh, shout out Thunder Rosa. I was going to do the same thing. Uh, Mick Foley called her the the hardcore, the most hardcore woman in wrestling. So, yeah, let's go with Thunder Rosa and Kairu Shida. Uh, then we get Cody Rhodes and Pac taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, this match probably doesn't have to take place on this show, but uh, it's taking place. Uh, any which way you uh, you see this one going? Um, I think Malachi Black and Andrade get the win here. Um, I just I'm a big I love fucking Malachi Black, so uh, I'm I'm all in on that. I'll go with Cody and Pack. No real reasoning behind it, you know, trying to maybe get a. A win for Cody. I don't know yeah. what the uh, they've been trying to hide him with his reactions. Crowd was favorable to him and yada, yada, yada. So I'll go with Cody. Uh, then possibly the real uh, flippy match. It's going to be real flippy, bull, real flippy shit match. I think uh, another flippy bullshit type match will be the six man tag will be uh, Christian Cage, Jurassic Express taking on the super click Adam Cole and the young books uh, falls count anywhere. I will go with. The, uh, the face is winning. I think Jungle Boy gets a pin on one of the Bucks and maybe setting up, you know, something with him and Adam Cole. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. I think the Super Click wins this. I think uh, Adam Cole being so fresh and new to the company, I think you got to you gotta pad the stats on him a little bit. So I think the Super Click can walk away with a, with a big win here. All right. CM Punk taking on Eddie Kingston. This match has been kind of, uh, quick turnaround, only like a week's worth of build, but they made it, uh, made the most of it with that one segment on Rampage last week. Uh, we finally get angry CM Punk, no more happy punk. I'm glad to see it. Uh, Kingston, underdog in this one. Do you see him pulling off the upset against Punk? Um, no, I think I think angry punk still gets the win here. I did see a TikTok and I forgot to send it to you, or I don't know, maybe I did about uh people starting to turn on CM Punk starting to be starting to boo them. Is, is that a real thing? Is that happening? I mean, I haven't seen anything. Okay. Getting I, booed. It was just like, people are disappointed in, in what CM Punk has been. And it's just been overexposure for them. And, and that's why people are upset about it. And I was just like, who the fuck is booing CM Punk? Get the fuck out of here. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the, uh, the crowd is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some, both these guys bullshit, but uh, Eddie Kingston is kind of a fan favorite, and I would not be shocked if he gets a very favorable favorable reaction over Punk in this match. Yeah, but I, I do like I do like these guys both. I think this is going to be a really good match. 
Uh, Darby Allen taking on MJF. They've been plugging the the four pillars. MJF, uh, you know, kind of unstoppable at the moment. You know, getting a lot of big wins. Uh, what do you see in uh, in this one between these two young boys? I I really want to say Darby because I want Darby to get the win, but I feel like this is going to be an MJF distracted finish win. Um, kind of keep him keep the keeps heat on him with the distracted finish and also doesn't bury anybody doesn't you know completely bury Darby doesn't completely bury MGF if Darby gets the win so I, I think MJF and a distracted win and a distracted finish I can see this one going either which way if they do have plans to put the title on MJF you know within the next year I think you have Darby get the win here you can run it back in a you know couple years or whatever and you can always have this kind of hanging over mjf so I'll, I'll go with darby to uh to get the win uh tag team title match lucha bros and ftr this should be a uh, some flippy do's and a fantastic match i'm gonna go with the yeah. lucha brothers uh retaining yeah i'm i'm right there with you i think the lucha brothers they went through too much in that last match for them to just lose it in their next uh title defense so i i like the lucha brothers in this uh in this match uh, Minneapolis street fight. We got the inner circle taking on men of the year and American top team. Uh, Dan Lambert will be in this match. So he could be the obvious fall guy, or you want to keep men of the year strong and have them beat the, uh, the inner circle. I think, uh, I don't know. This is tough. This is tough. I, I, I go inner circle just cause this is one of those things where I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't really like fully, like seeing which way this the building has gone for this or if they think this is just going to be a you know after full gear kind of go off and do something else or if it's going to be a long-term feud um so i'll go inner circle just to kind of be i'll be a company man an aw man i'll say inner circle wins um i, I kind of forget where i've been going with all the heels and faces but uh, i'll go with inner circle to get the win i could see man of the year kind of getting the win because i think they're a solid team to face against the lucha bros but uh, we'll go with inner circle just have him beat dan lambert and uh, get the crowd home happy there you go that's it so much for doing a quick podcast i know tyler has to run yes he, he has work he's a working man here on a saturday that's so right. He unfortunately he won't be watching full gear with us. Maybe I'm just gonna be alone. I don't even know. Dominic said he's gonna text me and say what's the plans are. You know, let's just check because you know Dominic said he has such a big day plan. And oh, yikes, Tyler, guess guess where Tyler or guess where uh, Dominic and the studio are, studio audience are right now? At home. Yes, they are both at home. Yes, at this very course. moment. So after so after him saying he's completely booked, has a full day ahead of him, can't do the podcast. I uh, couldn't do the podcast even though he has been home this entire time. That's tough. That's a tough look. So, uh, yeah. Thank y'all. Thank you, Tyler, for showing up on such light notice. Uh, anything you would like to plug? Anything you got going? Um, want to plug go, Trapdoor to Hell? I will plug Trapdoor to oh, Hell. Oh, look course. at that. I'm, I'm, you know, company man. We, we, we haven't done some episodes of lately. It, it happens. Shit happens. Life, you know, things come up. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it isn't the end. I know it, it isn't often where we miss two weeks in a row. So it's probably to the fans out there. They're probably like, what the hell's going on? Um, just shit's going on. Shit's getting busy. Life is happening. Uh, so this might not be goodbye for Trapdoor to Hell. We might do future episodes. But for right now, we're kind of like on a sabbatical. We're kind of, you know, taking some time 
figuring out our, our own stuff. You have so to go find yourself. We have to, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. Um, but still go follow the Facebook. Travis is doing, he's done uh, that live Q and a that we talked about. He, he put out an episode uh, last week, uh, a solo episode. So follow it on Facebook, Trapdoor to hell. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Trapdoor pod. Um, I don't think there's anything. Oh, points and doinks. Commissioner's Corner has been fun. I've been doing that with Johnny Roca. It's been great. So, points yeah. and doinks should still be on a Trapdoor to Hell. So the the Trapdoor feed, you know, it's okay. It gets, we post it we post it on fed. both. You go listen at Trapdoor. You know, get the get their uh, numbers up so they they ain't posting out regular episodes anymore. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to follow us on the socials, Curveballs. And see us on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Dominic runs that. I don't even know because I don't go on Facebook at all. If you want to email us, be like Mr. X. And sometimes Johnny Roca sent it into curveball and CS at gmail.com. We have everything in the description of this very podcast. So if you just want to click, it'll take you to all the places you need to go. Thank you all very much for tuning in for Tyler. And I look, guess before before he signs off, look out for a, a gambling cave style uh, stream on Sunday because could be a possibility we'll see it could be a possibility because we're degenerate gamblers now exactly uh, i made a deposit and i don't have i've actually made money i made 18 dollars. Right. so hey, man that's that's beautiful at the end of the day when it's not triple zeros in that account uh so thank you all very much for for dominic just sitting on his ass doing nothing uh studio audience and the mascot and everyone else in between once again thanks to tyler for showing up on such late notice goodbye and good night uh bye-bye hey.